it didn't work out with Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. The irony is, I was attracted to him because he was mysterious until his intentions were way too ambiguous. His vision for our future was blurry. Like the lines that defined our friendship, so it's no wonder he couldn't lead. Because he couldn't see. I stuck around for the ride, but the road to romance was foggy. I figured I could convince him that I was the rib he was missing. Strategically, I positioned myself in the driver's seat while he became a passenger with passive emotions. He got so comfortable chilling next to me. I'm talking feet up on the dashboard and seat leaned all the way back, but I wanted to be pursued. So naturally, I made the first move. I took the fruit from the tree handed it to him and told him to eat, to follow me. And my first mistake was taking lessons from Eve. You see, he had no intention of taking the wheel, but why? When I made it so easy for him to feel like he didn't have to lift a finger. Conversations about commitment lingered like the late night calls confusion. Every time I heard my ringer, it didn't feel like pursuit, but patience is a virtue, so I told myself to wait. That the time I invested wouldn't go to waste, but like unseasoned chicken, this relationship had no taste. And it wasn't even officially a relationship, more like a situationship. Like when he tells you he doesn't believe in labels. That y'all should be low-key, aka unstable, or when people would whisper. And he would assure them that we are just brother and sister in Christ. I mean, he was good at playing everything, including me. And I played myself. When I took the lead, asked him where he saw this friendship going, but the answer was in the question. His hidden intentions revealed hidden confessions. We were headed nowhere fast because I had to ask. Found that you can't force a boy to be a man and you can't make a man want to marry you and that's okay. I'm not against dating. I'm not against women showing interest in who they want. I'm against women desperately trying to convince men to choose them when God created men to make clear decisions. It was God who made Eve a woman and Adam who chose Eve as wife. But neither of these identities defined her because she was already defined by Christ. Eventually, this roller coaster came to an end. We went our separate ways and I closed the door to being friends. I now know when something is dead and when something needs to be resurrected. And this, this was dead. I also realized that I'm a bit of a control freak. I found it easier to rest my family, friends, and finances at Jesus' feet, but not my future. Not a marriage I couldn't yet see, so I wanted to get a hold of it now, tangibly. I liked that God was the author of my faith, but I wanted to be the editor of my pace. Granted, I was able to avoid heartbreak, but still, I wanted to rush the weight. Thank God that there's grace, because I had to ask myself if I really trusted him the way I say I do, the way I pray I do. And the answers were exposed at the level at which I was almost willing to settle. I may or may not have met the man I'm meant to marry. But I do know that God's bulletproof plans are able to withstand the gunpowder of an unserious man who wants to shoot his shot. It's only when I remove that vest and expose my chest to the threat of loneliness that I create a mess of my emotions and confuse this single season as punishment rather than privilege. And what a joy it is to know God for myself, by myself. And in those moments, when I feel the urge to take matters into my own hands, I'm reminded that he who formed man is forming mine too. So that when the time comes, and the time will come, I will learn what it truly means to be pursued. Hey, y'all. 
<laughs> this week, I have a treat for you. I have relationship coach Lady V on the show, and she's dropping gems and giving great relational advice from a Christian perspective. I hope you enjoy the show. I'd... So, hi, thank you for joining my show, Lady V. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I am great. I am so excited that you accept my invitation to join, um, to do an episode on my show. I've been following you now for a while. (laughs) I've been thinking about how, um, I think someone else that I follow in the podcast community reposted something that you post and it just hit me and I was like, this woman is speaking truth. (laughs) And she a Christian. I was like, I love it. Let me follow her. And ever since, you have just been blessing me with your platform. So I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you um, stopping by Chronicles of Divine Destiny. So like what what I like to do. Oh, thank you. What I like to do when I have guests, I like to check in because it's a pandemic. And, you know, this is the new normal for everyone. So how have your week been? Um, my week has been uh, pretty busy this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the, today is my Friday. Um, we're recording on a Wednesday, and oh, okay. um, it's, my birthday. it's my birthday week. So, oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Know, I'm going into my Jesus year, is what I call hey. it. Hey, <laughs> so, I've just been kind of like running around, just doing little things to like a prep for my birthday, and then like trying to make sure since I took off Thursday and Friday make sure I'm getting things done. So it's been a really, really busy week. But in general, I've been enjoying um, quarantine. I've been enjoying just the time to kind of slow down. God has been working with me on so many things, like, oh my God. And so it's just been nice to slow down and not feel guilty for like not going to hang out with people or whatever. So I've been enjoying it. Oh, do you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert? I love when people ask me that question because I consider myself, (laughs) it's funny because I think when people like, you know, my platform and everything, you know, just my videos and stuff, people automatically assume I'm an extroverted, but I would say that I'm ambivert. Okay. um, For those that don't know, I, I can definitely be extroverted if I'm placed in a situation or whatever. But if I'm in a new environment and there's a lot of people that I don't know or whatever, I'll, it, it takes me a while to warm up to the crowd. Um, typically, if I see a small group, I'll talk to them. Like I used to hate networking events when I was coming up in college. I hated networking events because I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to these people. So depending um, <laughs> on the environment. Now, if I was in a, a relationship seminar, I would probably be extroverted because that's my, you know, my topic of expertise. But typically, I'm an ambivert. I kind of fill the crowd out first. Okay, I could agree with that. Um... I, I I think I'm an ambivert depending on the situation like you said but I'm mostly to myself because like when my friend she's an extrovert my best friend and when she's around people she's just everywhere but I'm like you kind of like observing my surroundings yeah. seeing if I want to talk to somebody and I don't like small talk so that frustrates me when I'm in a, a big environment with a bunch of people because people like to have small talk and I'm not into that I like having long deep conversations that's entertaining to me so I I definitely get that well that's good to hear that this pandemic um is working for you um the early part of it for me was it was just crazy for me (laughs) 
Um, I like my alone time. I do. Um, but it was just abruptly how they just stopped everything here. I live in the Washington, D.C. area and everything just abruptly like stopped and I just didn't know what to do. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm in the house. And stuff that I like to do on my alone time, I couldn't do that because you're afraid of contacting COVID-19 and all other stuff like that. But it gave me more time to work on my podcast because I was initially going to launch my podcast for my birthday, which is um, next next Saturday is my birthday, October 31st. And um, I'll be... Thank you. I'll be 41. (laughs) So... Thank you. I'm look. I'm I'm not really excited about it. Um, be, reason being, I lost my grandmother last year, December seventh, and um, I've never not been around her for my birthday. So this is, you know, my first time, my the new normal for me. So I've been very emotional leading up to my birthday. My friends want to know what I'm doing. I don't want to do anything. I know that's probably not the best thing to do, but that's just how I feel. It may change the closer. Yeah. Yeah. It may change the closer I get to my birthday, but like right now, I'm just trying to adjust to holidays without her and, you know, just things without her. So it's been making things difficult for me, especially this month. But like the pandemic has just been, it's been a blessing to me. And as far as my grief, it's been hard. But I've been learning to grieve well and, you know, social media has been helping listen to some of your your episodes and just other um, Christian people who just have like uplifting words and stuff to say, you know, that has been helping me um, through the pandemic and friends as well being being there for me. So, Lady V, so I have you on the show because you're a phenomenal woman. (laughs) Oh, your you. videos have like blessed me I share them often I'm like look this lady is on it she <laughs> is on it when it comes to the relationship and you know I was looking at one of your videos and I didn't know that you were an actual relationship coach which is amazing and you're good at what you do so I have a few questions for you and I would love for you to share your thoughts to my yes. listeners so um one of your um, episodes that I saw was five reasons you choose the wrong man. <laughs> and the one that stuck with me the most was the very first thing you said was having insecurities and self-worth issues. And I definitely fall heavily under that. But did you want to give the, um, like, what are your thoughts on women who are having insecurities and self-worth issues and why they're choosing these wrong men? Because baby I definitely <laughs> this is yeah, definitely man. an issue for me it's definitely an issue for me too um one of the things let me start by saying one of the things that I love <clears throat> uh on my page is just being authentic so nine times out of ten if I'm making the post or whatever it's because I've gone through it I've done it you know I don't portray myself to be a perfect Christian or mm-hmm. a perfect single or whatever and so when I was coming up with the five reasons on why we choose the wrong men, that's based on, you know, me, my friends, and people that I've seen um, just like in my own personal circle. And so one of the biggest things um, was the whole, you know, we have insecurities or self-worth issues. And 
honestly, ladies, it's it's hard when we live in a world that's so social media driven and filters and celebrities and nose jobs and butt jobs and boob jobs and all this need for perfectionism just to be liked by a guy that may not even be right for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can take on a lot of insecurities. We can um, start to see our self-worth as being defined by these things that we see on media, by these celebrities, by these nice bodies or these nice filter posts on Instagram or whatever. And that, when we're operating in a place of insecurity, when we're operating in a place where we don't fully know what we're worth, we will settle for things that are contrary to what we are actually worth. And the Bible tells us that as women, we're worth way more than rubies, far more than rubies. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And when we don't know that and believe that, and when we go to other sources to um, get our identity and our value instead of going to the source, then we can tend to find ourselves accepting and tolerating red flags. We can find ourselves settling in situations that contradict what God says that we deserve. And so I really, I, I put that as first because a lot of times when women go through a bad situation or whatever, they're like, oh, this dude was bad. This dude this did this. And it's like, well, why did you allow that dude to have access to you? Mm. What is it internally about you that stayed in that situation? And a lot of times it's insecurity. They don't want to be alone. They're afraid they're never going to find anybody else. You know what I mean? So it's very big. If you can learn to be confident in your worth um, as it's defined by Christ, then I definitely think you will make better relationship decisions along the way. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you be giving it and I lo- like I just love how you explaining you give it to because I um I just I'm learning it's in my 40s I'm learning to date and and to to be more Christ-minded because I don't know I wasn't taught to yeah. you know to seek Christ like ask God about everything like even dudes that I'm, I'm inquiring about like Lord you see you know like is this somebody for me I'm just so used to going to the next going to the next going to the next and ended up getting the same results so right and that's a common thing for many of us I mean I'll say I didn't have a healthy view or picture of relationships growing up. Um, I didn't really know a lot of people in my family who were married. My mom and dad were separated. Neither one of them raised me. I was raised by my grandmother. So I can totally empathize with your loss that you're um, feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And my condolences definitely go out to you. Oh, thank Um, you. So like, I, I, I just didn't have a healthy picture of it. But in my 20s, oh my God, what I say, (laughs) I'm like a walking lifetime movie like just that drama that that has been my life with relationships the way I sum it up to people is I say I've dated men on all sides of the spectrum I dated everything from men who were low down to men who were on the down low so you can imagine that that whoa yes definitely um I (laughs) encompasses a lot and so by dating wrong all that time it helps me to seek ways in which to date right or to date more healthy healthy Um, okay i definitely won't say i always got it right you know um but i definitely am way better than i used to be in my 20s (laughs) girl me too um it's been extremely hard i've been 
single since 2014 and I've been practicing abstinence for 10 years. So yeah. I'm like, okay. Good for you. Oh, baby, when I tell you. I know. <laughs> it is so, I would say the first four years was very easy. Because I was just in this mode. I'm sick of men. I want to heal. Like, I want to do better. And then it's like, as I'm in the healing process, it's like, okay. <laughs> people, certain people are attracted to me. And a lot of times I don't attract Christian men, which I don't understand why I don't. They tend to friend zone me. And the guys that are not saved, they, like I attract a lot of Muslim men, which I don't know why. And just guys who don't have any desire to follow Christ at all. And I'm like, and I exemplified that, like, my lifestyle. And I say that they still want me. And I'm like, dude, but we can't, you know, we can't do the do. And you're going to be real mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you sound like you can handle it now. But when it comes to it, you're going to want to do the do. And, like, and I can't see myself, like, settling with someone right. that does not like-minded. Right. And that, that goes to um, the other posting that you put about dating your potential. I thought that was like really, really good, like really, really good because I had issues with that because I was like, oh, well, he has potential. And then I'm with them seven years and this potential has not (laughs) done anything. (laughs) He hasn't done anything with his life but been in a standstill. So like, um, like what do, what do you get? What advice do you give women that, um, that they should stop dating their potential? The guys with potential, Lord. Oh my goodness! So this is this is probably my biggest uh, flaw within myself that I do. I naturally, I mean, look at my page. I love yeah. to help, women, <laughs> right? I love to help people, educate people. I naturally have a giving spirit of wanting to help others. Um, even so, just a little fun fact about me: every year for my birthday. You know, people like to give you gifts or whatever. I have my friends, um, instead of bringing me a gift because I feel like I'm blessed in abundance, I always have them bring a, a donation to a community service. So I pick a different oh, charity. I pick a different charity every year. This year we're doing a food pantry or whatever. And so, I mean, I just naturally like to help. So I tend to like to take on what I call projects, um, men that I feel need some kind of help. I feel like I have learned how to love biblically. And I do, I want to love a man. I want to treat him like a king. I want to love him biblically. And so I, sometimes I take on that, like that role that I want to show him what real love looks like. I want to show him that not every woman is the same. If he, you know, needs somebody to support him, he wants to go back to school, he wants to do this. I want to show him that a woman can be down for him. And that's not necessarily a bad place to be in and, and to have that desire to show them. But sometimes God ain't asking us to show that to everybody. Oh, but when girl. I meet a guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> when I meet a guy and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm trying to get back on my feet or whatever. There's something within me that just clicks. Like, how can I support him through this? And mm. then I find myself in situations where I'm dating potential. And it's like, it's okay. Guys are going to have dreams and goals and aspirations just like we do, ladies. That's uh-huh. that's okay. But there has to be action to follow. And if you're not seeing the action, then you might be finding yourself in a position where you're dating potential. So it's a very fine line because everybody's always going to want to achieve to different and higher levels um, on their own journey. But 
if their actions aren't following, they say, you know what? I quit my job so I can start my business and it's two years and they ain't started a business, got a new job, they're taking all your money or whatever. That, mm. mm-mm, mm-mm, Ooh, that we. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> it, 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 there has to be some action to follow. So you have to, you have to be careful when you're dating um, potential for sure. Oh, wow. I think I saw a quote that said something, um, the quote that I, I can't even remember the quote that I used on my page, but it was basically like saying like, yeah, the potential might be attractive, but you have to date the person's reality. Oh, that is so on point. That is so on point because I've seen situations where, you know, you're dating your potential and they start doing some of the things that you want them to do. So you kind of overlook all the other bad stuff because they're doing some good things yeah so oh wow Mm-mm-mm. so miss lady b i have another question for you what okay. is your take on women shooting their shot and proposing <laughs> to another man <laughs> okay so let me give a little blanket response and then i'm gonna give my real response okay so my blanket response is <laughs> Okay. Live your life. It's not here for me to judge if that's what you want to do, if you want to propose or whatever. For me, it ain't happening. Um, so I'll break it. I, I'm just saying that's just my preference. So I'll break it down like this. Um, a, I'll break it into shooting your shot and then proposing to a guy because I think it can be a little different. I don't necessarily think there's a problem with a woman shooting her shot. I mean, I love like in this new world and space of kind of online dating and dating via apps and stuff like that women can shoot their shot all the time and it's it's kind of to be expected like you can choose apps where you're the initiator of the conversation you can choose to match people you can send an initial request to match with somebody so Uh i think (laughs) i think women shooting their shots is becoming more of a normal thing um, and I, I think it's fine if you feel comfortable doing that or whatever, and you're not one of those people that, you know, you can't handle rejection well, because just like when men shoot their shots, there will be rejection, ladies, if that's something you do. Um, for me personally, I kind of feel it out, you know, if I'm flirting with a guy or whatever, um, I might joke around and be like, okay, so when are we going to link up or whatever? And that might be my subtle way uh-huh. of shooting my shot. And if they don't bite, it is what it is, you know, just keep it moving. I've just kind of been in this state, like, I'm about to be 33, like, I, I don't really have time for these guessing games anymore, so it's not to take out the pursuit from the man or anything like that, like I said, fill it out, like, don't just, you know, just go ham all at once, but, I mean, I think you can fill it out and, and see what a vibe is with the guy. Now, as far as proposals are concerned, me personally, I just would prefer a man to propose to me. I'm not saying that it is required. I'm not saying that it should be a double standard and that women can't do it. By all means, if that works for you, then do that. But for me, I just like to be able to see that that man is ready to take that commitment as well. Assuming we've already had conversations about, you know, kind of next steps. So that's just the experience that I want. Absolutely. I I cringe when I see these videos of women <laughs> on their knees and proposing to men because I'm just like, oh my God, the, the Bible says he finds a wife, not a woman that finds a husband. Like, I, I just don't know. I'm like, oh no, I just can't. I can't even see myself even doing that, getting on one knee and like, baby, 
you know, we've been through. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> I just can't. I don't know how women can do that. And I'm definitely one person who's afraid to shoot their shot. Like, I have done it. I've been rejected. Like I said, I get friend zone a lot, which I don't understand. Like they'll say, "Oh, you, I'm, I'm everything that they want in a woman," but I guess it's the looks or something that they just don't want. So I become the the friend. And yeah. I have a situation in my job now that it's a guy that I'm like, I think that he likes me, but I don't know for sure. And like you said, you try to say little things <laughs> to see like if, if he interested or throw little stuff at them to see what they bite. And I don't, I don't know if he biting. Like, I'm so confused with the situation. <laughs> I don't know if he biting or what. So, I'm going to just let it run its course. I'm going to wait to see if he say something to me or not. And if he don't, then oh well. <laughs> right. And we tend to do that. Like, we will like somebody. And sometimes, like, I have a friend. And there's a guy that she really likes. And um, she doesn't really know how he feels about her. So she's still living her life as she should, going on dates with other people, blah, blah, blah. But she's always comparing them to him. Mm. So in that case, I was just like, if you can't emotionally get over that life, then you just need to ask him, like, if he's flirting with you or it's confusing. I said, just ask him, girl. Ask him, what are these signals that you're sending? Because if that's what it's going to take for you to be able to shut that down emotionally, well, um, there's this, uh, this word that I came into knowledge of a few months ago and I actually love it and it's called an imagination ship and what it is is an imaginary relationship that you create in your head and so a lot of times women we're just in more emotional creatures that's how we are by design not all women but some and so we tend to sometimes fall into like with somebody and we start acting like we're in a relationship with them but we're not so then like her emotions are tied to this person right he hasn't taken her on a date or anything like that but she's created this sense of loyalty for this imaginary relationship that doesn't exist so i would say if you you know if they throwing out some mixed signals or whatever and you feel comfortable and i probably you know i've been doing this for a while and i just am comfortable with rejection and stuff now i would just be like hey like are you flirting with me like what is this like i i say it jokingly or whatever but yeah, I, I tend to be a little more like if I'm starting to get confused about something, I don't not have any time to be sitting in confusion anymore. I'm trying to meet the one, not all this confusion. So. Right. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my goodness, that is so true. I didn't even think about that. How we at times that when we like someone, we've already planned our wedding, we planned our yeah. kids' names, <laughs> and this person hasn't even said, "Oh, can we go for coffee?" Or, you know, exactly. would you like to, you know, go out and do some things and, you know, and the person could just be not just being nice. <laughs> and exactly. you and you made it like, oh, this is my man. This is my boo. And oh, this dating is so fresh. It's so frustrating. I swear. <laughs> but I think I believe sometimes we make it hard for ourselves, too. So. <sighs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh God! So um, I was talking to one of my homegirls, and I let her know. I was like, "Hey, I'm interviewing a relationship coach expert. You know, she's a Christian, and she um, sent me a question. I want to ask, like, what's your take on the question that she had? So her question was, "What does it look like to date as a believer? Since the Bible doesn't talk about dating, yeah, it looks like lots of trial and error." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Um, so I love Pastor Mike Todd um, from Transformation Church, and he did a series and wrote a book about relationship goals. And he really talks about kind of dating as a Christian, and I would start there to encourage someone. Um, but dating as a believer for me has been lots of trial and error, um, just because the Bible doesn't talk about it. But I do think that the Bible does give us practical principles that we can look for um, while on the dating journey. So. We know that we are to not commit, you know, sexual sins and stuff like that. Um, we know that, you know, love, what love looks like. First Corinthians 13 is one of my favorite scriptures that talks about love, love being patient and kind and stuff like that. So when you're kind of traversing the dating journey, you want to date people who can be patient and kind, who are not prideful, not, you know, slow to anger and stuff like that. So even though I don't, I don't think that the Bible has like a, book that focuses on dating, I do think it gives us practical principles to just apply to relationships in general. And I think if you can kind of take that pressure off um, <clears throat> and look at it as just getting to know people and building relationships with them, then you will find um, more things in the Bible that you can um, apply to the dating scene. And I will say, I'll go a step further to say that if there's ever a great area for you on the dating journey, you know, pray to God, ask him for it, and the Holy Spirit will convict you and let you know if, you know, that person's right or how you're handling that situation is right or wrong, whatever. Um, it's not for me to tell you what's right and wrong for you, but it's for the Holy Spirit to come in and give you that discernment. So that's why I say it's been a lot of trial and error because there were some things that I did on the dating journey that I thought I was moving in tune with God's spirit and then in hindsight found that I wasn't and you know so now I tend to seek God um more in the beginning so that mm. I am um, ordering my steps and, and, and walking and being in alignment with him really so that was really good thank you for that so when she listens to the show that's for you boo <laughs> <laughs> that's for you girl <laughs> so I um so another thing, what is your take on um, missionary dating? <clears throat> I know at when times um, when um, we tend to date people, I guess it's like potential or people that we're trying to bring them to Christ. It feels like if, if I date you, that will help bring them to Christ. Like, what is your take on that? Do you think that's healthy to do? Um, do that fall on the line of dating the potential? Oh, it sounds like to me you're trying to take on a project and there are some people that God will bring into your life to bring you closer to him mm -hmm. so I'm not saying that that's an automatic no but I think you have to check the motives and again ask God is this person in my life for a reason or is this you know somebody that I shouldn't be entertaining because a lot of times what we do is we feel like we need to bring people to Christ but God doesn't necessarily need to use you in order to bring somebody to Christ. He's God. He has infinite power. He can do whatever he needs to bring that person to Christ. Now, I will say this. One of my sayings, and this is this is so funny. I live by this. Um, when I'm dating or getting into relationships with people, I my goal is to set the bar. And to be in that situation and leave an impact on that person that is positive. That's not to say we don't have moments and, you know, ups and downs or hiccups. But overall, I try to leave an impression that is 
positive on all um, fronts, right? Mm. And so when you think about that, that, that you know, I try to I, I try to show the Christ in me. I try to love like God. I don't always get it right, y'all. Okay, but <laughs> I do. I do try to overall. Um, be just genuinely a good woman and I will say no lie no lie I've been in five five serious relationships I think in life and every one of those guys has come back to me post breakup to try and get back with me and Uh that's because (laughs) I but it you know it's because um, I did this where I try to love like Christ and I try to leave a positive impact and I try to show them more of God through the way that I love them. Some of those men did come to know God as a result of that. That's not to say that I was just trying to hammer scripture into them, but I just lived that life. So it's not even where you have to, missionary dating isn't where you even have to take on that sense of responsibility and ownership for someone coming to know God. If you just be the light, People Amen. like that. And that takes the burden off of you for feeling like you have to, you know, you're responsible for them coming to Christ. No, you're not responsible for them coming to Christ. That's on them. But you can be a light and Christ can use that light to pull people closer to him. Amen. I love that. Thank you for that. That is, oh, yeah, that was really good. Thank you for that. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> you know, I know at times, as Christian women, we tend to want to fix people and we want to bring them to God because that's our desire to be with that person. And we know we can't be with them unless they're a believer, you know, a walking with, you know, with a follower, a person of follower of the way, you know. So it's like you tend to missionary date. Oh, if I date them and, you know, and I throw scripture at them or I invite them to church and, you know, they do this and that, then I can bring them to the Lord. And like, that's really not your job to do. And you shouldn't want to carry that burden. So thanks for sharing that. So my other question I have, um, I saw that you um, did one good men do exist. Now I've been for years. I've always, I've no longer like that, but I used to be like all men are dogs. I don't care who you are, where you've been, where you come from, you're a dog. And I just had a hard time of trusting, <laughs> trusting men. And when I saw your video of good men do exist, I was like, you know what? I probably need to back down a little bit, <laughs> back down a little bit on guys and just be a little more open to good men. But I just, I've experienced a little more now in my older age of seeing healthy relationship in men that genuinely love their wives love their kids that are you know they're not perfect but you know it's a healthy view of uh, what a husband right. should do or what a father should be like to their kids and stuff like that so um can you share a little bit about um how that their good men do exist like your take on good men yeah so when i did that video um it actually was triggered because i had watched a video from um, another YouTuber, Ashley and Powers. And um, she was kind of talking about a lot of times we see, <clears throat> if we, um, to use this car analogy, like if you um, try to make sure that you, like say you have a dream car or whatever, 
and you um, start to really believe that you'll you'll get that car and you see yourself in that car one day, then what happens? We start driving and we start to see that car on the road all the time. It's because your belief, right, is mm. manifesting the thing that you're seeing. And so one of the things that I challenged my followers to do was like, let's pivot our thoughts. Like, it's not to say that we don't have thoughts because I definitely have had thoughts where I'm like, all men are dogs, all men ain't ish. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like <laughs> all kinds of stuff, you know? But then the same that you're telling, you know, those, like even now, even now those thoughts will come up, especially if I go on a date with these knuckleheads and it don't pan out. I'm like, oh, well, listen, Lord, I don't know. I'm losing hope again, Lord, I'm losing hope. But I have to remind myself that it's some men, maybe even most men, but it's definitely not all men. And so just changing your thought process a little bit will help you to start to see the positive in men and at least start to enjoy dating a little bit more. Like I've gone on situations and it didn't pan out, but I enjoyed the time that I had with that person while we had it. And there's no hard feelings, you know what I mean? Because yeah. my thought process So if you condition yourself to only see the bad in men, then like, I know for me, I'll speak for me, when I would go on a date with somebody or whatever, and they would be like, oh, like, let me know when you get home. And in my head, I'm like, why? Why are you trying to check up on me? Like, why are you trying to control me? Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> in a controlling situation. And it's like, I mean, I remember my ex-boyfriend, when uh, I did that to him, and um, I, lo- I still love him for this, because he called me out on my crap. He was like, I'm not trying to control you. I'm genuinely just, I genuinely just want to make sure you got home safely. He was like, you're going to have to stop projecting how these other men treated you onto me. And I was like, ooh, Mm. man. Like, he called me (laughs) out because that was so true. Like, it was a genuine thing. So we'll start to um, condition ourselves to make red flags appear sometimes when they're not actually present. And we don't want to do that. So... It, it, it's it's hard because you are likely going to meet a lot more frauds than you will meet the prince. Um, and for those ladies who didn't have to meet all the frauds, I salute you. I'm so happy for you. Yes. That has not been my journey. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to keep hope alive that my prince is out there. But yeah, it, it is really hard. But I would just say, you know, when you catch yourself saying those things, even now sometimes... It, it still pops up. Like, I'll be having conversations with my girlfriends and they'll ask me how a date went or something. I'll be like, girl, you know these men. And I'm like, oh, wait, not these men, some men. Right. Some men. You know, so you just have to, you have to just constantly work at it. It's not something that you're going to perfect. You're going to have triggers on the journey. But you have to know, because if you don't believe any good men exist, why are you dating anyway? Why you might, you might as well not look anymore. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. <laughs> That's so, so. true. <laughs> wow. That is so true. I didn't even think about it like that. <laughs> All right. So um, my last and final question for you is um, what are some tools you would like to share on how to wait well? Being a lady in waiting. Ah, yes. Uh, I actually really, really love this topic. I just did a reel on this topic um, this last week, I believe, on three tips to waiting well um, in your singleness. So before I share those tips, the first thing I'll say is I, 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 I really wish there was a different word we could use than waiting because waiting means, you know, to kind of just like, 
pause and stop. And so that's why I uh, kind of phrase my video to say waiting well, mm-hmm. because I don't think in this season we are supposed to pause and stop doing the things that God has called us to do, the things that we want to do or whatever, because we're waiting on a man. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. when I was ready to buy my first house and my friends were like, you're not going to wait for a husband. And I'm like, well, clearly, do you see that anybody around? No, nobody. <laughs> so right. what I'm just going to do, wait for somebody to come into my life when who knows when they're going to come into my life to be able to enjoy a home ownership. No, live your life now. Tomorrow isn't promised. So stop putting off. I know women who, you know, they don't want to go to certain restaurants because it's a really nice restaurant and they know it would be a good date night spot. Take yourself on that date. Live your best life now. And so some of the tips that I shared for waiting well, the first one was waiting spiritually. So using this time to just draw yourself closer to God, get more connected with him, get more in tune with him. Now is the perfect time to learn to distinguish God's voice from your inner thoughts, from your fears, from the enemies. Because when you're on this dating journey and you start to pray for discernment, oh, the enemy will answer you too. Okay, Uh so it's not just God that's going to answer you, but if you have learned how to fine-tune your ear to be able to distinguish God's voice from the rest, that'll help you make better choices along the way. So waiting spiritually. The second one is waiting mentally. Um, And I tell people, you know, figure out those things within yourself that need building or breaking. Building like your patience, you know, being gentle, being more understanding, because these are all characteristics that not only will make you just an overall better person, but are needed to sustain a healthy relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. Or those things in your life that need breaking. So these are things like a lot of women have daddy issues. We have insecurities. We have low self-esteem. We have trauma bonds. We have generational curses. Things that need breaking in your life so that you can be a more healthy person when you do meet somebody and so that you don't project those things onto somebody new. And so that's waiting mentally. And then the final thing that I said in waiting well is waiting actively, which is basically live your best life now. Like I said, don't prolong living your life waiting on some person to come into your life because A, you don't know when they're gonna come into your life. And so you, and and you just need to just enjoy what you have. Don't focus so much on what you don't have, but focus on what you do have and try to make the most of it. Um, There's a quote that I saw that says, the grass is greener where you water it. So this season of your life can be so amazing if you take the time to nurture it and water it. And so that's how I'm waiting in my singleness right now. I'm literally... Like I'm in therapy, working on stuff I need to let go of. I'm working on my relationship with God. I'm living my best life with my friends and traveling, you know, pre-COVID, traveling the world and all of that. So yeah, those that's what I would share. Today. Oh, that was, that's really about. good. Really good. Thank you for sharing that. That's really good. I Like I said, your platform is amazing and I will continue to share. <laughs> Because you're always dropping gems. And one thing I've I've learned about, like, my reason for my podcast is because I have a story to tell. And I'm learning that, you know, my journey is not for me. It's for, to help somebody else. And just your relationship journey has been beneficial to my life and to people that I've shared it with. And I just 
I appreciate you and I thank you for coming on my show and just sharing some of your gems with my listeners. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Me too. Good. I me love too. So, um, <laughs> before we end the show, can you let my listeners know where can they find your um, your social media platforms? Where you're located? Where they can find your episodes and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. So I am currently on uh, most actively. Let me say most actively on Instagram and YouTube. And you can find me there at Only Lady V. Um, so that's Only Lady V, just straight, no characters or anything like that. I'm also on Facebook um, at the same handle, Only Lady V. And then I have a website, www.onlyladyv.com. And I love to do, um, since we, you know, this is about women empowerment, I do host quarterly virtual events for women. Um, and we are getting ready to do one in December. It'll be our last one for the year. So um, it's called Girls Night In, and it's been amazing. We do, we kind of, it's called Girls Night In, Intimate Conversations with Lady B. So we do a lot of fun activities, and then we kind of dive down into some deeper conversations. It's more intimate. I limit the amount of people that can be on, and you get to ask, you know, very personal questions. So we've covered topics from singleness to dating to being a boss bay uh, was our last one and how to start your own business and we had some panelists come on so, oh okay um, cool because I, I definitely would love to join <laughs> definitely would <laughs> we'll tell you all but that should be coming out um the end of next month uh I should start to um, post the information for that so oh, absolutely yeah, I'll make sure I promote that too because I'm going to try to make sure I can be for girls night and um, I need to have something Oh, yeah, I really appreciate appreciate you sharing that with me. So thank you so much, Lady V, for coming on my show. It's been grand. She wanted much loving in the life, but that's found in Christ. But patience, she wouldn't know. She telling me she need it right now. Friends won't pipe down, but tell her which way to go. Find a man who's good with the loot. Hard on the street and let it do what it do. But if she partner with heat, then she move with the crew. She's sure she's secure, but the truth is she lose. Why? Cause he ain't rooted in the vine. And he ain't even looking just to strive for the narrow. No thought about the father, just covering apparel. And loving up her honeys too. Go and make that money move. And I know it's not love, but she thinks so. That's why I write this verse, let it ink slow. Cheap hope, what she know, that's the worst bit. Can somebody tell her what love is? Friends won't pipe down, but tell them which way to go. 
Find a girl who make you feel good As real women should She's giving up her goods If she could do everything you say And make you feel great Then little homie you straight But the fact is he isn't Cause she ain't even Christian Or care about the way Just hide behind religion And waste away her days Nothing based the holy living And that is what the truth is Why would he do this? And I know it's not love But he thinks so that's why I write this first letter ink slow. Cheap hope, what he know? That's the worst bit. Huh. Can somebody tell him what love is? I was trying to find love, but wrongly in my suit Was hanging with the ravers, but trying to find doves Stories that are ancient, but they still define us Waiting man I was, till I saw what I thought was real Now I know how awkward feel, I deal cautious still And never would have thought that my thoughts would spill Having talks with well, I say I feel the same as the two that I know Let it brew inside, I can feel a suicide No, gotta choose a side, don't you see the suicide clones? I move and slide, that is not the movement I choose and I know it's not love, but I think so That's why I write this first letter ink slow Cheap hope what I know, that's the worst bit Can somebody tell me what love is? 